Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The weather on Wednesday this week was absolutely wonderful, so I decided to go into town and pay a visit to the Crawford Art Gallery to meet assistant curator Michael Waldron to explore this week's Work of the Week. While waiting for Michael outside the Crawford, I was told by the fine gentleman standing at the gate that I should go in and have a look at the message that announces the Lucid Abnormalities exhibition here in the Gibson Galleries. And that's what I've done whilst waiting for Michael to join me for a cuppa in the Garden Café. See what he means. Thrust into a strange time of uncertainty, it is easy to feel on edge, to be unsure of how to behave or react, to have the impulse to escape or to be elsewhere. Moments of calm are held dear. Along with our thoughts, the familiar might become alien. Empathy may be coupled with suspicion, even anxiety. We relate to each other differently. Forging new relationships and offering alternative contexts, this exhibition draws together familiar works from the collection by Margaret Clark, Sean Keating, John Lavery, Daniel MacLeese, Norma Guinness, Edith Somerville, Mary Swansea and Jack B. Yeats, with lesser-known works that are sometimes startling or troubling in mood or tone. And that's Lucid Abnormalities. One of this week's Works of the Week is exhibiting as part of that. And Michael has just walked in the door. <laughs> we'll have to meet for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'll meet you below. Yeah, OK. Oh, Michael, here's your, um, oh. your dessert. <laughs> it's not too early in the day, is it? <laughs> well, you know what I was going to order? I was going to order a Guinness, but that's the reason we're here, isn't it? <laughs> I, hope they, I hope they serve it. Uh, well, I don't know if they serve Guinness in the Gallery Cafe or even in the Garden Cafe, but it is available in the Crawford this week as the work of the week, isn't it? It is, and a very nice Guinness at that. We're talking about May Guinness, who would be a descendant of the great Arthur Guinness. She is indeed. So from her father, she's directly descended from Arthur Guinness himself. Yeah. And I suppose she grew up in that sort of affluent background and was homeschooled yeah. and spent much of her, her life in the family home of Tibredon in the Wicklow Mountains. Do you know what struck me when I looked at the painting myself just for the first time, not knowing anything about who it was by or who it was of? I just felt a little bit sad. Oh, here's your coffee. Sorry. Yeah, we're here now. 
very nice, thank, thank you. you. That's a nice looking coffee. I felt that she looked very downcast, very sad looking lady. You know, normally people would pick a happy subject for a painting. Why, why something that's a little bit more contemplative or slightly downcast? I think the young kids of today might call her an entire mood. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you're quite right. She is quite downcast, pensive. And actually, if people know John Lavery's The Red Rose, a very famous painting of Hazel Lavery in our collection, it's that same sort of lost-in-thought expression. I know myself, when I'm lost in thought, my face falls into a frown and people think I'm upset. <laughs> right. So I do wonder, is this this woman who is the subject of the portrait, yeah. is she lost in thought and we might read an expression that might not be her, her feeling? Yeah. She isn't focused on the outward appearance of life, but the kind of the, the interior story, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, now that she's joined us for coffee and cake, and I can't ask her directly, like, the all right? It's a picture of a modern lady because Mae Guinness herself was very modern. And, in fact, she, she led the modernist movement for Ireland because of her style, because it is a piece of modern art, very much in the style of... You've mentioned the Fauvism movement before over in Paris, and they had a particular palette of colours and a particular types of strokes and they were kind of in common with the Cubists and all of that. So these are all the modern movements that she was involved with when she was in Paris. Absolutely. She began as a watercolourist in the 1890s, and yeah. quite late, actually. She was already in her 30s before she began seriously pursuing art. And so that kind of late Victorian dream very quickly gave way to a different aesthetic for her. Right. So she was in Paris in the first decade of the 20th century. And this is where she encountered the work of Henri Matisse and the Fauves, as we mentioned. And the Fauves loosely translate as the wild beasts. (laughs) I think we mentioned them with regard to Sylvia Cook-Collis before. And they were known for their wild use of colour. and the free brushwork and while this is a more subdued colour palette and it comes in about 1930 you can see the impact of how she has absorbed and considered and transformed her own work through contact with others Mm. and other ways of seeing other ways of doing other ways of thinking if you were to describe say from a fashion point of view what are we looking at if this was Vogue magazine or something like that well this like if you think 1930 yeah. she's wearing one of those felt hats or yeah. bonnets yeah. that you would expect of the late 1920s early 1930s yeah. and she seems to have some sort of coat on perhaps a blouse of some kind but the detail really isn't there we can't really judge you know what fashion label she's wearing but she's particularly I think she being proposed to us as a contemporary woman. Yeah, she wouldn't um, be out of place in The Great Gatsby, like. No, although maybe the colour palette that she wears, which are browns and kind of quite subdued, might not be as flashy as Jay Gatsby's parties <laughs> well, <it is> a <laughs> would cold, expect. It's a cold country we live in, you have to wrap up warm. You know? I mean, it could be, it could be winter. Yeah. <laughs> but she, I think perhaps what she's wearing would be relatively appropriate for the, the time period. I don't know how highly fashionable 
it would be. But certainly I think what the artist is trying to communicate is that she is a modern woman. Mm. She is a woman of now. She's not a woman of any other time. She is presented to us, I think, on those terms. It's almost a close-up as well when you look at it because it's only taken from the shoulders and the head perspective you know it would be a close-up if it was in front of a camera it would be referred to as a close-up absolutely and we're we're very close to her which we can obviously identify that this is a woman Uh, she's caucasian we know what she's sort of wearing but when we look closer at her particularly if we get close to her eyes and face the artist has used non-naturalistic colours and what I mean is colours that we wouldn't necessarily associate with different parts of the face so one blue eye and one red eye with a flash of red on the curve of the eyebrow and then in the shadow of the nose and in the lips so she does something quite interesting with her use of colour and I suppose she's more playful and more experimental Now just talk about her painter, May Guinness. I was just reading online that she's been described as the first practising Irish artist to introduce a modernist sensibility to Irish art. It's a very kind of curious statement, and I think not far off. You know, she was born in 1863. Yeah. Um, so by the time the 20th century dawns, she is... A mature woman. She is almost a generation before Mary Swansea, another great pioneering Irish modernist. Yeah. And she's maybe even two generations older than someone like Mani Jellish, who we've we've met before yeah. on our yeah. on our journeys. Yeah. And so from that perspective, yes, there are other artists who are introducing modernist ideas like Roderick O'Connor and others, but I think she's there at, at that wave. Certainly she's plugged into a network. She knows Mani Jellish and Evie Hone yeah. and these other artists. And so they, they all are kind of circulating ideas and suggesting things to each other as well. She remained throughout her life ferociously independent. She travelled the world. She didn't let the, let's say, Guinness name show what direction her life should go in or whatever wealth it gave her. She found wealth in other ways, in life, in, in art. She did, and while we might think, of course, with a sort of a a privileged background, it enables her to do many things that others might not be able to do, and perhaps it allows her to be an artist, what's really interesting is that at the dawn of the First World War, she enlists in the French army as a nurse. Yeah, and that's voluntary. Yeah, and I suppose it's part of that feeling at that time. You do your duty or whatever that might be. So well thought of was she, you know, and so brave. She was awarded the Croix de Guerre in 1917 for her service during the Battle of Verdun. That's one of the highest awards that the French can give, isn't it? She wrote about it as well, her experience. She did, and Mm. I think that's what makes her quite a compelling Mm. artist. Mm. We only have two works by her in the collection. Mm. They're two very fine works, but she is, I think, more fascinating than, than perhaps two works can tell. When we look at the collection like this mm. and we spotlight an artist or highlight a certain artwork, we're hoping that public interest in that person will be generated. She's known in artistic circles, but perhaps not as well known as her, her contemporaries. So it's really nice to celebrate her this week. And you know what? All year long, because it's part of a greater exhibition which is going to stay up in the Gibson Galleries right into next year, 
And you were saying that this, this lady didn't get much of an outing until now, really. I think this might be the second time we've shown her in the last four or five years. We've had the painting since 1957. It yeah. was given to us as a gift. I presume it was given because she had died in 1955, and so perhaps someone thought, oh, it would be a good idea to ensure her memory lives on. Certainly she's not seen as often as some of her bedfellows in the gallery like Men of the South and the Red Rose. She's keeping good company and you use the word gift. She actually gave us a gift in a way because when she died her collection was auctioned off for charity for the roof fund of St. Patrick's Cathedral. So she helped keep the roof on one of Ireland's finest architectural examples just through her own work. So even in death, she was still giving. And isn't that incredible? And and I think perhaps that is a memory of something else because, of course, the Guinness family had previously invested in, in that cathedral and its renovations in the previous century. There you go. What comes around goes around. Okay. Anyway, I didn't get a Guinness. I got something far, far better. So, Michael, thanks again. Thanks a million. Now I can look at the portrait lady in person. May Guinness's portrait study. Around 1930. Up close. And the first thing that strikes me, yeah, Michael told me this would happen. There's no glass. It's just the portrait as is. In fact, funnily enough, it's a lot more colourful in real life, even though the photograph of it is perfect. But actually seeing it up close and in person, yeah, you can see the strokes and everything. Isn't it wonderful the way that works of art like this are allowed to live in places like here in the Gibson Gallery as part of a bigger collection? <laughs> What's caught my eye is that she's, she's keeping very good company because right next to her is Sean Keating, the famous men of the South. And if you've never seen it or you don't know what I'm talking about, the minute you look at it, you'll recognise it. So, if you're looking for this week's Work of the Week, just to the left of the men of the South, looking away from them as they look towards the entrance, is May Guinness's portrait study. So, actually, still, what I said about my first reaction still is the same. It's still quite, um, quite a sad, solemn piece. She's lost in a world of her own. So, that's where I leave her. I leave her be. It's her world. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.